All right, Justin. I'm going to change the game up on you today. Uh Uh-oh. I just want you to take this time to just say whatever is on your mind right now. I am going to say what in the name of blue hell is what I just watched. That's fair, Jasper. I don't know. That's that's why I couldn't come up with the song. What fucking <laughs> song do I ask you to sing to this movie? It's an impossible task. The gaming gods couldn't even funnel a question through me. Yeah, I am I am floored. I mean, it took everything to get off the floor. Once the film was over and crawl over to the booth so we could do this. I am 24 hours after watching it. And I still haven't formulated a coherent thought about this movie. So, Justin, you do get a point. Hell yeah. Because, yeah, why the fuck not? You get two points, Justin, because I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. That is right on cue with the film. So you know what? Yeah, we're we're all good. All right, all good. Let's let's just let's get into it. Cinema Slayers. Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Justin today, because Heather is on vacation, so boo to her. Um, We were going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the movie uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land with Nicolas Cage. Uh. I don't even know if we need to do our regular segments, Justin, because I don't know what to say about this movie, because I don't know what the fuck is a spoiler and what's not for this movie. I don't. <laughs> I don't I kind of want to just do recommendations and scores, and then we just fucking talk about this movie, because I don't know if we can spoil anything, but then at the same time, I don't know if we cannot not spoil something. It, I don't know. So do you just want to uh, say fuck I- it? And recommendations and yeah. scores and then go. All right, let's do it. Uh, recommendations yeah, do and scores. Let's go ahead and play that sound effect. Recommendations and score. All right, Justin, you're going first because I still don't know. I mean, the only way to really answer that question is just uh, with the question. And that question is just going to be what? I mean, that's pretty much all I can Fair. say. I mean, to recommend this, I mean, why? I don't know why. That's the more important thing. Like, why would I recommend this to someone? Why would I do that? Why? I mean, that's really the the only thing I've got. I think if you need a movie... 
that just mixes a bunch of things. Like if Chicks Mix was a movie, but instead of eating it, like it was it just surgically put in your brain. <laughs> that too? <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just instead of eating it, it the somebody strapped you down and just surgically put the chick checks mix into your brain. I think that that that's what this would be. So, yeah, if you're looking for that experience, give it a shot. You're not far off. I mean, the one thing I will say, and the reason why I do recommend this movie is I need more people to see it because I need somebody, just somebody in the fucking world to explain it to me. <laughs> I'm hoping if enough people watch it, it will click with someone in the world. Just out of seven and a half billion people, one of them will get it. And can explain to me what this movie is. Knowing my luck, we won't speak the same language and I still won't understand the movie. But that is the only reason why I do recommend it. Also, I want other people to just be in the position I'm in now. I am not one to suffer lonely. I want other people to suffer too. I don't Misery even know. does deserve company. And I don't know if I'm suffering in a bad way because I don't know. I know I'm suffering. I just don't know if it's good or bad. I I don't know. I mean, I own this movie. All right. Spoilers? Yeah. Spoilers. At one point in this movie, I rewound it because I thought I missed something. And I rewound it and watched the, the section again. And I went, oh, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. I just have no fucking clue what's going on. Man, why did I do the same <laughs> shit? <laughs> why did I do the same Was shit? It, all right, let me see if it's the same part. Was it when the psycho guy showed up on the bus and they were having a talk and then he goes and blows up? And I was like, yeah, wait, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> and I rewound yeah. it. And I was like, I didn't I miss like, anything. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it the same damn part? I just had no clue what happened. I still don't. I was so, I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is a first. Uh, that might be a first time ever, and that's what kind of movie this is. That that is what we were watching. I just realized we didn't even do scores. We just did recommendations. <laughs> you know, that's what this movie does to you. I was so happy that's you didn't movie- give it a score because I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what this movie does. That's what. That's it. That's what it does. I mean, I'm watching this movie, and like, I will say this the thing I did enjoy about this movie is Nicolas Cage was unhinged. And I loved every aspect of that. 
The sad yeah. thing is, is this whole movie is so unhinged. Nicolas Cage is kind of tame, just compared to the movie in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the Nicolas Cage I wanted in jujitsu. Like, if we had gotten this Nicolas Cage in jujitsu, jujitsu might be my favorite movie of all time. But it was in this movie, and it was just so deranged that he was tame by comparison. And it's not that anyone out deranged him. No, he is the singular most deranged character in this movie. But the whole movie is a character unto itself. Yeah, and, and that that's, a, character that's a great way to put it is 10 times the insanity that Nicolas Cage could ever hope to be. Like, like, like I said, that guy's psycho just shows up and they just have a chat. Then he atomically explodes like five feet feet away from everybody. And they just (laughs) watch it happen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gigantic mushroom cloud. And, yes, they just, and these people are inches away just staring at it <laughs> like it's fireworks at the 4th of July. Like, I don't, I didn't even really realize that the character Psycho, I mean, I guess you find out his name in that scene, but at the same time, I didn't know that that was a character really because he's there at the beginning <laughs> He shoots a child and then he gets nuked on a bus and becomes a dead person that's alive, but a dead person. Alive! <laughs> but not a zombie, not a ghost, not a zombie. Well, I guess they call him a ghost, but he's not really a ghost because he's very much there, not in a ghostly way. <laughs> <laughs> and they just talk and hug it out. And then he just goes and finishes his explosion from the past, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the movie just keeps going. (laughs) Just, I mean, this movie, I mean, this movie just, like, (laughs) I mean, I just, I can't get over that. I mean, that's just terrible. But We've like, covered 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> no, that's 30 seconds. But it was like, like, this movie definitely has a sense of style. Like you said, it's its own character all the time. It definitely has a sense of style with this Western samurai, but <laughs> sheriff governor, the post-apocalyptic. Nicolas Cage martial arts movie. Um, it it definitely has a style, a sense of style. But it was almost like they hired someone, like to squeeze every ounce of possible substance and cohesiveness that this could possibly have. It was almost like they hired someone to do it. Just like the governor hired Nicolas Cage, go say my daughter, you're the only one that could do this for reasons. I feel like somebody was hired to eliminate any substance or coherent narrative that this could possibly have had. 
it I, felt like it was done on purpose. Like so they had to have hired someone to do it. Like remember when you're you you have a wet dish rag and you sit there and twist it and squeeze it and you're just trying to get out every bit of water and you sit there until every last drop of it is out of that dish rag. That's what I think they did with the substance and the cohesiveness of this story. That's what it felt like. I I do agree with you, Justin, but I know who that person was. It was their drug dealer. (laughs) It must have been. And I also refuse to believe that someone did not OD on drugs writing this movie. I refuse to believe that there is not a dead person from drugs (laughs) writing and or editing this movie. I mean, where do we even begin? I mean, we began literally at the beginning of the third act. But, I mean, even if you go back to the beginning of the movie, when this movie is at its most cohesive, because Nicolas Cage is in jail because he was a part of a bank robbery that killed a kid. That This movie is cohesive. For about one minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> it, it just. Is an event. From that point on. You're right. It's about a minute and 30 seconds. And then we're walking to go see the governor. And women are like. Let me see your balls. And I think around that time. The. <laughs> I was. I was still on board with it. <laughs> I was still on board okay. with them wanting to see Nicolas Cage's balls. I was on board <laughs> with it until the other granddaughter, Susie, started singing songs. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and everybody went children of the corn with it. Yeah. And just kept singing the song and like shaking <laughs> their heads back and forth and shit. Like, that's when this movie lost me. Was about at that point. It 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 had started losing cohesiveness. You know, I don't think story wise it really mattered if the women wanted to see Nicolas Cage's balls. It, it did not impact the plot. But I was still on board with it. I was still like, okay, they're just making jokes because he's a bad guy or whatever. And then they started sing songing like that. And I was like I have no idea what's going on anymore. I was I was kind of hoping that maybe you had seen a movie that this was referencing. <laughs> and maybe I had no. just missed it. Because I was fucking lost at that point. And I never was completely unlost for the rest of the movie. Even the times... When it was kind of straightforward and I was starting to think I understood things, I still had one foot firmly planted on the side of no fucking clue. And it just never left that side. It never came off the ground. It was just always there. Like, when he makes it to that ghost land town, and 
there's the rat men. I don't know what the fuck that was. I turned on <laughs> closed captioning so I, I could understand what they were saying. Because they were speaking English, but then they digitized the voice with it. And they did yeah. that with multiple characters. Multiple <laughs> people. <laughs> and then there's that guy walking around the mannequin field. And then there are just people in the mannequins. They're yeah. just in the mannequins. <laughs> and they're like, they're just in there. They're in there to escape their ghosts because the ghosts make it where they can't talk. They have to overcome their whatever to beat the ghosts. I guess that's a thing. It's supposed <laughs> to be a part of the movie. But all I know is the character, uh, Sophie, or I don't know, whatever the fuck her name was, she could. Bernice? Bernice? Yeah, something like that. Oh, I think her name is actually Sophia in real life. Um, Oh, okay, got you. uh, But she, I don't know, watched Nicolas Cage get one singular testicle blown off and then she could talk again? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, seeing him getting one testicle blown off meant that he could, uh, she could talk again and beat her ghosts. I don't know why. I also don't. Now, I'm not trying to, 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 you know, not be sex positive or kink shame or anything like that, but. It's very weird that Nicolas Cage just poured water into this woman's mouth and she just let it pour out. Got him so turned on that this chastity belt bomb thing was like, nope, it's too late. And within 2.7 seconds, blew off one of his testicles. Like I said, I'm not trying to king shame nobody. I don't know how you get that aroused by that that fast. I don't get it. But apparently Nicolas Cage's character, which I guess is named Hero, I guess. Do we actually <laughs> get the name? Hero. I think his name is Hero. <laughs> um, Hero. Just wanted to fuck so bad from that. That this thing that gives him warnings went, nope, you are too turned on right now. Testicle explosion. I mean, I, and then what he did, when he's just like, yowie, 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 because his fucking testicle was blown off. I'm like, I don't know what that reaction was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. What is happening? I I have no idea. I was just sitting there, and that whole scene was weird because he just kept going, take it off, take it off, take it off. And they were taking off the mannequin pieces, but the way he was saying it, take it off, oh, take it off. And I guess that was part of the arousal, is he was like, oh, take it off. His fetish is removing (laughs) mannequin skin? I think so. See that. Maybe real skin. I just no, you were absolutely (laughs) right because he was saying it like a rapist. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I just 
Yeah, I did. I never got that. And then she could say her name again all of a sudden. And then they go back to the ghost land and they're like, oh, you got your voice. Now that you got your voice back, we're going to tell you the story of the apocalypse bus ghosts. <laughs> I mean, they had slides. <laughs> it was a. Uh... That slideshow? Yeah, that slideshow. I mean, this movie gave Man. such weird arcs to characters. Like, the character of Psycho. When you're first introduced to him, he's a child murderer. And then, like, three, two-thirds of the way through the movie, they're just like, Man, we had good times. And he's like, yeah? Until you killed that kid? He's like, man, I know. And then and then he's like, well, we got to get going, though. And he's like, yep, you got to go kill the governor then. Nicholas Cage is like, okay, ghost. And then they just exploded. And, like, that was the story arc of the character of Psycho. And I'm like, why did they feel the need to give the child murderer that, in a weird way, redeeming arc? Like, also, no shit, you have to kill the governor? Like, I didn't think that that was a question from the very beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, you got to kill that guy. <laughs> like, he's a sex trafficker. You got to kill that guy. Like, <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I really am at a loss of words to say. I feel bad because we're only like fucking 22 minutes in this. Because I just, I don't fucking know what the fuck was going on in so much of this movie. Like, I mean, the governor was obviously, like, a sex trafficker, and that was that character arc, I guess. Nicolas Cage was a bad guy, but then I weirdly thought this this was going to be a weird remake of, like, Escape from L.A. When they did the whole bomb thing in the leather, I was like, oh, Mm. they're just ripping off Snake Plissken. But then that didn't happen. I didn't understand why his arm exploded because I guess the people were trying to take it off, but then his arm exploded, but it didn't really explode. I don't know what exploded really. Like I get that his testicle exploded because he held up a bloody testicle and then the close captioning literally just said speaking Japanese when he just said something whilst holding (laughs) his bloody testicle in his hand before he passed out. And I'm like, but did nobody how did like how did he not bleed out they couldn't perf- yeah. they couldn't do any medical treatment to him because he couldn't take off the pants so i'm very confused about that but then they were like his arm blew up no it just it like kind of blew up on his forearm but his whole arm was there but i guess he just couldn't use it from his elbow down? I still don't understand how that's an explosion. Like, how that blew up his arm, really? Like, I don't yeah. see the point How are these explosions, how are these explosions perfectly tailored to where it'll just take this piece? You'll still be alive, but yeah. this will be unusable. It literally just <laughs> blew off one testicle. It didn't even blow off his penis. Just the testicle. Yeah. Just the testicle. 
and then I guess cauterized itself because he didn't bleed to death. But then, like on his arm, it blew up, but his like arm is still there. Like, so he like fucking makes it a club thing. I. So I didn't get that. And that's a major part of the movie. Um, did you understand what the fuck the one samurai esque guy that was like the hitman for the governor was doing half the movie? No. I, I mean, half the movie, I didn't understand what he was doing because there were times where he was killing seemingly his own men and other people. But I thought he killed exclusively his own men. With the exception of when he fought Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Pretty much, right? I okay. didn't think he killed so anyone thought, okay, other so than his own same. Okay, so you're thinking the same thing I was. I was like, why is he killing his own man? I was just like, because Nicolas Cage did something like in that first encounter with the governor and everything is explained in the terms. And then when one of them kind of... Uh, jerks toward cage and then he fights back and he throws down a couple of them then yeah that yoshiro or whatever his name was he comes up and he just starts cutting other guys and i'm like why are you cutting your own men i didn't get that either nicholas cage attacked them why are you attacking them (laughs) and why couldn't the governor just go no stop because i thought those were the governor's guys because they were protecting yeah. the governor. But like. <laughs> he just murdered them all. And then at the end of the movie. Who I. Guys who I thought were the governor's guys. He just started murdering all them too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wait, I thought those were governor's guys. And he's just murdering all of them. I really thought up to one point. At the like towards the end. Like. They were going to kill the governor, and then he was going to, like, corner Nicolas Cage and the girls, and he was going to be like, no, I should have protected them a long time ago, and I never did. I had to start at some point. And, like, or something like that. Like, he was going to have a redeeming arc. Nope, he still fought Nicolas Cage. Just yeah. Still and just fought. got beat. <laughs> and just got beat. And, like, there was that whole part with his sister, and she was like, hey, I, I know what happened. He, you know, the governor told you that I would be freed if you did all this, but he lied to you. You know, he's not really going to free me, brother. You need to do this. You need to break away from this. So, am I to believe that he I don't just even decided, remember that. fuck it? I don't remember that part. <laughs> Apparently, that is the yeah. whole subplot of the movie. I fucking missed. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I happened. didn't know that like, happened. Yeah, during the, before he started killing all his own people. She was like, brother, you know, please, you know, he's not going to release me. You need to overcome this. You need to you need to uh, strike against the governor because he's never going to free me, brother. She pleaded with him. And then the way the scene was, he's standing there and he's absorbing this like he's going to listen to her. Then in the next scene, he's just fighting Nicolas Cage. I, I Sure. And, so I was like, okay, so am I to believe he just said, fuck you, sister? I'm still serving the governor. <laughs> That's the sad thing about sister? this, Justin. I missed an entire plot his- point in the movie. <laughs> it, it still doesn't affect the outcome of me not understanding what the fuck is going on. If anything, <laughs> exactly. it makes it worse. 
because I just thought he was killing people that fought Nicolas Cage. I didn't realize that he was the one girl's brother. And then she was like, no, you need to help the hero so we can escape the governor. And then he just went, fuck that. I'm going to stop killing my own guys now. and just kill Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's what happened. That I didn't was even what happened. know. He hurt his sister who is in a cage <laughs> pleading with him. Say, like, you did this. I mean, I, I mean, or was he just like, the joke's on you, bitch. I just like killing motherfuckers. That is honestly the only plot care. point I think I would be about, accurate. Is he just like murdering people? What, I don't care about what happens to you, sis. I mean, the truth is. He could have you. I just like to kill people. How is that something I missed? And like I said, I'm now more confused. I have less and of an understanding now knowing more of the story. It's okay, because I am more confused as well. And if that is that character's arc, if that was his arc, he was just like, man, I'm all about killing, man. I don't care about my sister. Okay, well then... Okay, man. You do you, dog. <laughs> you do you. You're it, not a prisoner. <laughs> it kind of makes him the most understandably motivated character in that movie, if it's the case. Because I don't understand anybody else's motivations outside of the girls wanting to not be sex trafficked anymore. That's the only... Exactly. Like, the only motivations of this movie I understand are Nicolas Cage doesn't want more of his body parts blown up. The girls don't want to be sex trafficked anymore. And apparently... That that guy just wants to murder people. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's the a- only character motivations I know. And that's four characters in this whole movie. <laughs> I can't tell you about the anything about anyone else. Oh my God. What, about- what the fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? Ah, ah, she was just yelling and screaming. I was like, is something wrong with her? Then at the end they were like, "She's just gonna man this. She's gonna man this mini." She gun. just fucking mowed down everybody. <laughs> she mowed down everybody, but the main characters. And they just get <laughs> shot. Everybody was dead. <laughs> it just jumped into this mini gun that was just armed to the teeth and also. Just why is a minigun just sitting on some crates <laughs> in the middle of this town? Just, I can't breathe. It's like it's like it's a statue in the middle of the town square. It's just a minigun on some crates. <laughs> just fully loaded and ready to shoot people. Just there. <laughs> Unguarded. It's just there for you. You don't need a key. Nothing. It's just there. For... She didn't even have to put a quarter in that motherfucker. <laughs> she just walked up and just machine gunned people. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Maybe this is the best movie I've ever That's seen. why I kind of didn't want to give it a score. Because I don't know how to pin it down. 
I think it's one of those terrible movies that you should never watch, but at the same time, I kind of feel like if other people have seen it, you can have fun talking about it. Like, yeah, you could just talk to other people about how confused you were and just feel so validated. Because they were the exact <laughs> same level of confusion. Like, nobody's more confused or less confused. Everybody's the same confused. And that's kind of the magic of this movie. I missed that part of him talking to his sister. And we were still just the same level of confused. (laughs) I missed it and I was still confused. (laughs) And you had it and we're still confused. Like It didn't help worth the damn, bro. It didn't help. I didn't all I was just I was just more confused by that character. I was like, well, is he gonna listen to his sister? What? And then he was just killed by Nicolas Cage. And I went, okay. <laughs> I guess he didn't give a fuck about what his sister said. <laughs> just that was the only conclusion I drew. So then I was like, well, I guess he deserved to die, man. He was only about the fight, man. He didn't care about his sis. <laughs> oh man oh god like oh what else i mean let's let's jump back more towards the beginning of the movie again so i understand that when they were driving out of the town out into the ghost land those ghosts would just show up but would also be like i don't know a mirage in front of buildings that they would just then go to crash into but then like how is that stopping anybody? Because if you drove slowly, you would just pass through them. I don't I don't really know what the ghost did other than cause people to wreck into buildings randomly. <laughs> but then like I said, like then all it was is just if you talk to them, they went, Oh man, you're right, we're bad guys. We'll disappear now. And that's what was stopping people from going from the city to not the city? Was that? Like, they didn't even fight the ghosts. I know. They didn't fight them. Like, every time people were supposed to fight, they didn't. But then, when people wanted to fight their own guys and they shouldn't fight, they did. This movie didn't even really (laughs) keep track of who was supposed to fight people. (laughs) I just said, we'll just have this guy kill all his own Nicholas Cage doesn't need an army because we'll just have all because we'll just have this this samurai guy kill all of his own men. So Nicholas Cage won't need him. Like he did that whole like Nick Cage did that whole big speech. Like man, I need your help, and if you're gonna help me, you get out of here. Don't be prisoners. Rah rah rah. And normally that is like a hell yeah, we're gonna band together and get out of here. Man, they helped them build those vehicles or whatever. And then that was it. But then I was then confused because <laughs> at one point I thought that some of the people that he was killing were those townsfolk people. But then I was like, nope, nope. Those were definitely guys that had their knives or their swords drawn to Nicolas Cage earlier. And they were trying to kill Bernice. So like. I just, like, I convinced myself that I thought that that town came to help him. But then the movie went, 
No, Sterling, you're wrong. They're on the same side. <laughs> like, this movie is so crazy. I didn't realize that was Bill Mosley as the governor until almost the end of the movie. I kept knowing I knew him from somewhere. <laughs> but that's fucking Otis from House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. I should okay. know who that is. Yeah, I'm not surprised that you didn't realize who that was. But I should have. Because according to you, I'm Rob Zombie's biggest fan. So it should not have taken me that long to realize that that was one of his guys. Nope, into the movies when it clicked. <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. But like, that's that's how crazy this movie is. I don't even recognize the people I recognize. Yeah, this, this did a number on you, didn't it? Like, dude. <laughs> but I will say this. I really enjoyed some of the fight sequences and choreography when everybody was getting murdered in the town at the end of the movie. Like, I liked some of the fighting stuff they did with Nicolas Cage's character. I know that sure as fuck that wasn't him doing a lot of those moves. But like, and it wasn't like crazy inventive. It wasn't like, you know, great, like, you know, stylized action like a John Wick or something. But like, it worked for this movie. Like, you know, I like some of him sliding around and grabbing people to block some shots and then like kill people. Then he would go and he'd like jump over something and grab a gun. Like, it was just, it was good enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some time was definitely put into it. You you yeah. could tell, and there was even like a almost like a John Wickish kind of takedown into some gunplay. Yeah. I was like, "All right, Nick, I see you, man. I yeah, see they, you." They did some good stuff with it. It's just, what the fuck else was the rest of this movie? I mean, they did a bad job of making Nicolas Cage this like unstoppable badass character but they also then didn't do a good job of making him like the bumbling hero like he was a weird mix of both like he he's was like, he's like man he's the ultimate badass but then he gets his testicle blown off and he starts screaming like the coyote falling off a cliff <laughs> And like, you know, it's shit like that. Like, it, it, they did the weird slapsticky comedy hero mixed with like a snake Pliskin. But they never defined either one effectively. And then yeah. all of a sudden at the end of the movie, he's just a badass. He wasn't he was like... He was kind of badass at times. Like, he was kind of good fighting at the beginning of the movie. But at the end, he's like a one-man killing machine. With one arm down. Yeah, with one arm. You know, and it didn't even, like, have the whole Snake Plissken thing where, like, one of the things that's great about, like, the, the Escape From movies, even Escape From L.A., it's a terrible movie, but secretly love it 
is that Snake Plissken, while not a perfect hero, like he doesn't always do the right thing in every situation and can get caught off guard and can get beat up and stuff, is still so insanely resourceful that he'll figure a way out. Yeah. In the most dire yeah. of straits. In this movie, it's it's not even that. It's like Nicolas Cage gets his testicle blown off, and then he's on a cart. Well, I guess he's on a cart at the beginning of the movie, but either way, like then he's on a cart or whatever, but then like, no, he just happened to end up in a friendly place. And then he's just fine again. You know, like, he just never stayed in danger when yeah. he was being the bumbling hero. And then at the end, he's just an effective killing machine. And it's partially because nobody can shoot a gun in this movie. Just no one. Yeah, no one. There are so there are so many Stormtrooper-esque shots in this movie, it's not even funny. I know guys with guns, point blank. There were even times when he's fighting a guy with the sword, and there's a guy behind him with a gun, but the guy is twirling his hands around with a gun in his hand like he has a sword or something, and I'm like, what are you doing? Just shoot him. <laughs> I mean, in a normal movie, you could argue he didn't want to shoot because he didn't want to kill his guy. But in this movie, I don't think they gave a fuck about that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they time in the movie. <laughs> they had no problem with friendly fire at any other point in this movie. So I refuse to believe that was the reason why they weren't shooting him. Oh, yeah, and Bernice was raw, too, at the end. Why was she raw? I thought that, you know, <laughs> why, did she, why was suddenly she good? Well, how come suddenly she had swordsmanship and abilities? Yeah. I was like, wait. Would I? And I, again, it was one of those where I was like, did I miss something? Did they explain this? And then I, but by that time, I was like, man, Jesse, you know they didn't explain shit. Just keep watching this damn movie. Don't go back again. And, and 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 the actress that played Bernice has done action roles before. She was uh, Giselle in Kingsman, the woman with swords for uh, legs. Okay, that's her. So this is actually her wheelhouse. So she okay. could do that. She could do some action sequences. They just I don't know didn't do anything with it. She was also uh, she played the mummy in the Tom Cruise remake of the Mummy. Um. She's been in a few things that I've seen, but it's just, she was just like the damsel in distress character. Like you said, until the end of the movie. And it's like all of a sudden effective killing machine. <laughs> like, I don't know. This movie is just crazy. Oh, she was also an atomic blonde. That's where I know her from and Star Trek beyond. She's been, I mean, she's been in a lot of action shit. Okay, she's been in a, a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, if you look at, like, her action pedigree, I mean, she's in a few movies before that, but, like, Kingsman, Star Trek Beyond, she, it, it's a very action-oriented role in that. She's in Atomic Blonde. She's in The Mummy. She's in uh, Hotel Artemis, which was, like, an action type of movie. Like, she can do it. I So, I think it would have been better if they had her doing more shit. Like, I yeah. still think they should have done something where they had to battle through the ghosts to get back there, you know? And, like, 
And with that, you could have displayed more of her, like, you know, fighting ability and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I don't know. Do you you have anything else you want to, like, you need to say about this movie? Because I kind of want to play a game with this movie. And see what happens. (laughs) No, I'm I'm pretty much good, man. Anything else we talk about is just going to be more random stuff, like... How come he was like, you only got uh, three days to do this, and this motherfucker gets on a bike? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've got three days to do this on a bike. And then that guy rolls up, oh, I guess time is of the essence, or whatever the fuck he said. Motherfucker, you had three days. You didn't even know where you were going. You did not know how far you needed to travel. And you had three days to get there and back. Yeah, you got an extra two if she said something. But then, like, you at best had five days at worst had three to get there. So you had at worst case scenario, three days to find her and then two days to get back. And you went bicycle. And everybody's reaction was like, Oh man, look at him. He's raw. And I went, why? (laughs) They were all like, man, he's cool. He's so raw. And I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that's a, that's a dumb decision. That's not a good decision. <laughs> and then they went, oh, no, take this Toyota Camry or whatever the fuck it was to travel <laughs> who God knows how far. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. It's a funny scene. It's funny. But at the same time, it's like, but why? You can't just say it's for the sake of comedy. Because it does not make any damn sense. <laughs> and that's why it's funny. is because it makes no damn sense. Because at no <laughs> point in your head did you go, Nicolas Cage is about to get on a bicycle. And then he did. Like, I'll give, you, I'll give this movie that. I was constantly surprised. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's mainly because I had no grasp of what the fuck was going on. So the fact that anything and everything could happen is very much in the realm of possibility in this movie. Um, <laughs> this is the sad thing. It's like, yeah, we could keep talking more about it, but it will just be saying a bunch of random shit. And that's because yep. that's all this movie is. It's just random shit. Okay, Justin. Yep. I want you to take a little bit of time and I want you to come okay. up with like a little quick paragraph of what you would have made the story of this movie. Not what it was because that'd be impossible. You'd have like a co- collection of six fragmented sentences. But just come up with like a paragraph of like like a little pitch of what you would have made with this movie. Um, I'll start it off, so then that way you can kind of think because I I was able to think about it a little more because I you know just kind of came up with the idea in my head to actually let's do this, but I thought about what to do. Okay. Um, so I would have started the movie the same, with the exception of I would have taken out the random sing song bit, mainly because I don't even think that was a known song. If it was a known song, it would have made more sense. But I, at least to me, I never heard that song before. 
So that scene was not effective, but I would have relatively had it start off the same, you know, the governor coming to get this guy who was in prison for doing the bank robbery and being like, you're supposed to be the guy that can escape anything, even though you haven't escaped from here for like seven years or whatever the fuck it was for Bernice to get shot as a kid, but then now be an adult. Um, <laughs> but like, like, no, we're going to take you. I need you to go find this person. And you know, you can have the setup the same, but I would have maybe made him seem less like a, a pedophile at the beginning. Cause the governor was obviously a pedophile. Was there never a point in this movie that you did not think he was a pedophile, like sex trafficker? No, you definitely could tell. Like it was oh, just yeah. obvious from the beginning. Yeah. So I would have just made him less of that. So you would think, Oh, it's legitimately like, Hey, no, my grandfather, like, my, I think my granddaughter was kidnapped by these people. You know what I mean? Like something like that. You say that I will pardon you if you go do this, but you know, I want some assurances. I wouldn't have done the weird thing of if you even think about hitting a woman, your fucking arm explodes. That was a weird yeah. thing. That uh, was weird. But I would have just put something around his neck and been like, you know, just done the typical post apocalyptical or. Uh, just any of that bullshit where it's like, hey, you've got a bomber on your neck. You've got five days. You know, I even I'm even slightly OK with the idea of you've got three to find her. You get if she speaks her name into that, you get two extra days. I actually kind of liked that idea. I thought that that was a nice little twist on a mechanic we've seen a billion times. Yeah. And then it was even cool that when he got to her, they were like, she can't speak. So it yeah. was like, oh, shit. So it did add a dynamic to that that we haven't seen. Because what I didn't understand is why once he's passed out from having his testicle explode from apparently wanting to fuck her, she went, oh, his time's running out. Let me say my my name so he won't die. I don't know why she did that. It made no sense because if I was her in that moment, I would have been like, oh, he's a rapist. I'm glad he's going to die. But anyway, but I liked that mechanic, though, of, you know, you've got three days to find her. If she speaks her name into that, you get an extra two days to not die to come back. Whatever. I liked that mechanic. You keep that. And you have him go out. And while he's traveling out into the ghost land, you see the ghosts. You see the ghosts around. You see the ghosts around. But they don't fuck with him. They just watch. You watch. You just see it as he's traveling and driving. You just randomly see one of the guys in like the black samurai uniform just standing there randomly on the side of the road or something. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, where even he sees them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're from a distance. It's like it's right next to the road and it's just standing there. And he's just confused. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And just the further he drives, it's like maybe they could start off in the distance. like when he's at the city, like he kind of sees him way off, but like the further he drives, it's like they start getting closer to the car randomly. You know what I mean? And all this other stuff. And then you can kind of do the whole thing of, he sees a bunch of them in front of him. He wrecks and all this stuff. And you know, the rat men come and find him. And he's like, what were those? He's like, Oh, those were the ghosts. And he's like, well, why didn't they do anything? And it's because, you know, and they just say, we don't know. All we know 
is that nobody, if there anybody's ever driving out here, whatever, traveling, they never make it here whole or something. You know what I mean? And in this yeah. instance, it's because he lost his car. So it's like, how could he possibly get back as in as quick of a time? Because now he no longer has a vehicle. It's like, you know, the, all they seem to do is just to impede anybody's, like, what they want to do. You know, like, something like that. It's like a myth, a legend, or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he gets there, and he finds Bernice, and he's trying to convince her to come back and all this other stuff. You don't necessarily need to have this she-can't-talk thing. You could just have her simply refuse to do it because she's like, I'm not fucking going back there. You know? And so, like, he's yeah. running into, like, the whole thing of, well, what the fuck do I do? I need her to say her name into this fucking thing so I don't die right away. Or, like, you know, I, I don't die tomorrow, but I also need to start fucking heading back there because I don't have a fucking car and all this other stuff. And then you could have her, like, her say, like, why she doesn't want to go, why she wants to stay there. And he'll be like, look, I completely understand that. But how about this? Say your name, save me, and let's go back and let's free your, your sisters. Let's free your friends. Let's do this. Let's kill the governor. I will help you do that. So that's how you convince her to go along with you. And you can, and I don't want to say convince like he plans on like lying. No, that could just be him going, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. And that'd be the motivating factor of her, you know, saying, okay, I'll say my name. Let's go back and do this. Makes sense. That makes sense. Cause I still don't know why she did any of these things in this movie. And you know, he can be talking to the town folks and be like, why do you guys stay out here like this? Like there's more opportunities and everything like that in town. They can be like, well, we can't get back. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, you know how like the further you got out, the ghosts like came and they finally got to you. He's like, yeah. And he's like, it's the opposite going back. If you go like two miles out, you're swarmed by these ghosts and they don't play the same going the other way. Like we can't get through. They stop us. Their goal is to take your hope and your anything you have looking forward to any possibilities away. They, 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 you know, leave you with the same sense of despair and hopelessness that they have being ghosts of the desert. You know, and Nicholas yeah. Cage and, 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 and Bernice can be like, you know what? Fuck that. We're doing this. And they go out. And then I don't think the ghosts should be ghosts. They can be fucking atomic mutants, whatever, all this other shit. But they fucking fight. And then you find out that their leader is Psycho. Is the character Psycho. The guy that killed the kid at the beginning of the movie. He's like, yeah, we were fucking prisoners and we were experimented on and we were driven out here, but the bus broke up, you know, some shit happened with the bus and we broke out and we've been fucking, you know, this is us now. We control the wasteland. We control the ghost land. I control this. And then you have fucking Bernice and Nicolas Cage team up together to beat Psycho and his group. And they kill them. Yeah. And you know, they fucking, they go to town and it's like, you know, the, like, you know, the governor's all happy, but he realizes what's going to happen. So like Bernice and Nicholas Cage are, they're battling people, but then you can have Susie. You can still have Susie, just not be a fucking crazy. I don't know the fuck she was. And she fucking starts helping him. And the governor's like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't have this. You kill them all and all this stuff. And they're fucking, you know, like they're pinned down. You think it's gonna, you know, they're about to die, but these fucking people from that, the town they were in, 
were like, you know what, fuck this, we can't let the ghost control us either, and they tried to get through. But that's after Nicolas Cage and them had already beat the ghost. They didn't know it, you know, but they were like, fuck it, we're going to try it too. You know, there's more of us. We can do it. And then they just don't have any ghosts because Nicolas Cage and them already took care of it. And so they just make it to the fucking town and reinforce them. And so it's like, you know, it's like then becomes a class war of the governor in his town. And don't have it be like a weird impoverished town. Have it be like a fucking metropolis. You know, like peak opulence. And, you know, it's like them yeah. and they fight and all this other stuff. So it becomes this war of like, no, everybody deserves, you know, a part of living and all this shit. And you can even have the brother there who apparently was there for his sister, but is just a murderer. You could have him just be the murderer. Like, and you can then have them beat, and then, you know, they can all fight, and Nicolas Cage can beat him, and Bernice can then kill the governor and get the key and save Nicolas Cage. And you can relatively end the same way, I guess. But, like, I think if you did that story, it, for one, it makes narrative sense, which is not much harder because this movie makes none. So, if I make it 10% more <laughs> sensical, it makes more sense. But like, I think that that's a more interesting movie. You could have still had some of the same character traits. You could have played into Crazy Nicholas Cage. And it just would have been a movie that you're not sitting there thinking you have lost your mind and or you died and you're in purgatory or something. Like this movie does to you. No, I like a lot of what you said, you know, and and like you said, like if they had defeated those ghost people and then even if word had just got back to those ghost prisoners or villagers or whatever you want to call them, that the that the ghost people had been killed or defeated by Nicolas Cage or something, it would have been cool if some of them showed up at the end because Nicolas Cage did that for them. They're returning the favor to help him in this fight with the governor. So that would have been pretty cool. You know, you could see how all of that matched up. And it was almost like they had it, but they didn't. He did that big rah-rah speech and everybody was like, okay. And then the rat guys just built the cars and that was it. You know, but but it feels like maybe they could have had that. He could have even done the rah-rah speech and it just kind of almost fell on deaf ears. Like they're too much in despair. They're too hopeless. The ghost, which could have kind of been an allegory for like, you know, your past or despair or grief or whatever, whatever it is you can't get over that, that, that imprisons you. You know what I mean? It's even the idea of that because you're in the wasteland and you're not in the governor city or where the fuck you want to call it, that you don't deserve just the idea of not struggling every day of your life, you know? Yeah. Just those types of things. And like, and I like, I absolutely agree. Like I just, with the whole, like he gave that speech and then like nothing, it was nothing like, yeah. And in this, it could have been like you could. I, I I like the idea you said of it falls on deaf ears. But then you could even have one of the Ratman, the head Ratman guy, be like, you know, like after they leave and they're driving off, and he's like, "Fuck this! Why are we going with them? Like, if we're all going, we can beat the ghosts. Like, they're going by themselves. 
why aren't we yeah. going with them? And that's why, why aren't we going? And I was even thinking about like, how do you have the town find out the ghost died? And I'm like, well, that'd be weird if Nicholas Cage and then went back to the town and then went. So I was like, you have the idea of then like the rat man rallying the town being like, no, we need to go with them. And they're going to join the battle with the ghost. There just isn't one because they had already been beaten. But so they get over their fear and there just was no fear to then tackle with it because they'd already been beaten. And that's why they just continue on to the city to join the fight. You know? Yeah. 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 That, that, that totally works. And then it gives those town people kind of then have an arc, you know, of getting over that fear and everything like that and that captivity and everything like that. And it also kind of ties into the whole Nicolas Cage arc because his character was having that guilt about that kid and everything that happened with that. So he had to sort of overcome that, which in this movie, it's kind of even hard to say if that even happened because the kid, when he saw visions of the kid, the kid was strangely giving him thumbs ups and <laughs> almost kind of guiding him in a way. And he was like, the ghost, I thought that they hated me, but they need me. And it's like, huh? I don't know. Like they, they, just no didn't, they needed, they needed to make sense of all of that. You know what I mean? Like there needed to be a way for this character to kind of have the redemption but at the same time, have it tie into kind of why, you know, he, the fact that he couldn't get over that kid, you know, he needed that moment. Even if it was maybe he kills the ghost, like you said, and maybe the last thing that the ghost does is tell him it was me that killed that kid, not you. You know, you needed something like that. I think you I know? think in that scene, like worst case scenario, whenever he confronts Psycho. And Psycho's like, no, I'm the king of the wasteland now and all this other stuff. That's when he realizes that he can't completely take the blame for what Psycho did to that kid. Because Psycho is, for lack of a better word, Psycho. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, I think you could have him being tormented by that kid throughout the movie until he kills Psycho. And I know they always say that, like, revenge is never the best thing. But, like, he kills Psycho. And then you could have the ghost boy give him a thumbs up. Like at yes, least have him do perfect. that. That's what it needed. Yes, that's what it needed. Yeah, yeah, that works way better. And then that way, and then when you get to the fight with the townspeople and everything, if you have this uh this samurai brother who had a sister who was in captivity, why don't you just have him like? turn or something like why don't you just have him maybe that's like the adversary that nicholas cage can't get through or whatever maybe nicholas cage is about to be beaten but the sister pleads and that sort of changes it and even if it and even if the sister pleads and he lets up a bit or something like that or and he lets up a bit or he's like okay well Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I am fighting on the wrong side. And then he starts helping against the army or whatever. You could have done that. Or maybe he does just say, or you do something kind of nuanced like we talked about. And he admits that it was never about her. He just enjoys blood and killing people. And you just have him be like this kind of like, you know, 
I don't really care about you, sis. This was all about me and fighting and just the the killing and stuff. Because that character exists. You know, that character is in some things. That would have been a nice twist on it. And then Nicolas Cage could have killed him. And it would have meant more because that really was an evil person, you know. And his sister had and her and her and his sister had no idea, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And that would have been tight. Like Nicolas Cage could have been losing, and then when he hears that story, and when the guy tells his sister, Nope, I don't care about you. This was all I ever cared about. I would have he could have had you for fifty more years as long as I got to kill and fight and be who I am. Man, that could have motivated Nicholas Cage. He could have got back up and been like, nah, man, you're fucking one of the worst, you know, and got in his ass. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 you know, just do some cool stuff like that. Oh, exactly. And you could have had a really cool fight sequence with all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, if we had had Berenice fighting the ghost beforehand, it wouldn't have been such a off guard surprise that, you know, that, that she's fighting at the end. We would have seen her fight. We would have seen kind of how formidable she was. Hell, even in that scene where her and the, uh, and her friends are trying and some of her other uh, sisters or I guess, um, you know, geishas, whatever you want to call them that were there and being, and, and being sex traffic victims. When they were escaping, maybe she could have showed some fighting ability there when they were escaping. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been cool if, like, you know, or if you wanted it to be a surprise, especially to, like, the Nicolas Cage character, when they go and they start fighting the ghost, and she's just, like, starts, like, fucking murking a couple of them, and he can be like, oh, damn. Like, that's what's up. And, you know, and you could have even done that trope that we get all the time in some movies where Nicolas Cage is fighting Psycho, and she's fighting, like, two ghosts at the same time, you know, and he's fighting Psycho or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. One of those sequences. And maybe she's cornered and needs him. Yeah. Yeah. You could have totally done that. And and an easy explanation for why she kicks ass, an easy explanation could have been, he could have been, like, surprised, and she could have been like, how do you think I survived this long? You know, I had to learn, you know, exactly. I had to, I had to do this. I had to scrap. It was the only way that I could learn because I never wanted to go back there. So yeah, like, I was I going trained, to fight. Like yeah. I learned and I trained because like that wasn't the first time I tried to escape. Like I finally got good enough to escape. Now it's now I'm good enough to end this. Yeah, yeah, man, that hella fixes it. That that that, and you still could have gotten crazy uh, fucking psychotic Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and you still could have had a lot of that comedy shit in there. I I I did. There was a a gold moment where it did get a good laugh out of me whenever he was fighting the samurai brother and and he kicked him in the in his uh hurt testicle and he tries no selling it at first like he's acting like it didn't hurt him then he just crumples down and goes fuck and he goes down to the ground that i was did good. laugh that, that was good that was tight 
I almost wonder if Nicolas Cage improv that because that seems like something his ass would do. Oh, but I think he improved every single scene. I don't think he yeah, had a you're script. You're probably right. Yeah, it was Mike. It just said Nicolas Cage next to his name. It just said do shit. <laughs> he went, all right. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that, that scene was tight. But yeah, like you still could have had some of that crazy stuff in there, like you said, but this just makes it more understandable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because so. there are times like I don't know if I should laugh or what, because like I just didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Like th- those writers could have been like, man, we got so many jokes in this. And I maybe saw 10 just because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I should laugh or not at this because I don't know what happened. That is so true. I mean, the only time, uh, and and you're right, because a lot of times you're like, uh, was that supposed to be camp? Was that supposed to be funny? Or was that supposed to be, like, you really couldn't tell. So I found myself laughing most of the time at just shit Nicolas Cage was doing or saying. Like, when he was like, hi, fucking yah, you know, I'll karate chop you, you know, like, <laughs> whatever. And that's you the know? thing is, some of that shit was so cringy also. Because it's like, why the fuck are you saying that? But at the same time, you could tell it was born out of chaos. Like, (laughs) it's it's like weird of a joke and kind of like racially insensitive and everything that that type of thing is. At the same time, you're just like, of course, that's what exactly happens in this movie. And like, you're just like, yes, okay. Of all the things in this movie, I guess that. Let's do it. Like, yeah, and I'll, I'll karate chop your ass or whatever you said. I was like, okay. And see, and that's what I'm, and that's what you mean by like, it seemed like th- that's bumbling hero stuff. He fucking yaw and uh, I'll karate chop you. That's like bumbling hero shit. But like you said, they would mix that, but then other times he would be stoic or he would say something and kind of sound like a badass and mysterious and shit. And you're right. It was just a weird juxtaposition, really. Exactly. Like, that's the comedy hero, like, moments. And he's doing shit like that. Then he fucking, like, is a one-man fighting machine right after it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You have anything else crazy, you want to say about this movie? Nah, man. Anything else, I will probably explode. So, no. Nope, that's fair. So, on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I guess we saved you from watching this movie, Heather. So, congrats to you. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logo, respectively. Uh, we are Cinema Slayers uh www.cinemaslayers podcast no com uh on the internet we are cinemaslayers podcast on facebook we are cinema underscore slayers on twitter and instagram we are cinemaslayers pod on tiktok i am like 50 something days 
into doing a different movie every day for five months. So I'm almost two months down. I'm a little bit over a third of the way there. Um, so check that out. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. It'd really help us out. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. And especially tell those dear sweet mothers to just listen to this episode instead of watching the movie. It makes about just as much sense as this movie does. So you might as well. And then you can watch the movie and then you can learn why the fuck we were so confused at so many points in this movie. So do all that. And as always in the podcast, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. Why was there a part in this movie where this man said, I know what the ghosts are trying to tell me because I'm radioactive? I have no idea. I mean, to put this into perspective, this weekend, as a 35-year-old man, I actually went and got both my nostrils pierced this weekend. Because I was just kind of bored and said, fuck it, why not? That makes more sense than this movie does. <laughs> I'm 35. I shouldn't be getting fucking nose piercings. But I did. Because I was just bored. I'm sitting at home on Saturday going, you know what? I'm going to go get my nose pierced. And then when, instead of just going, no, one, not one piercing, nope, I got both nostrils pierced. So if you're on TikTok and you're wondering all of a sudden why on the Saturday I've got nose piercings, that's why I didn't have those piercings and just wasn't wearing jewelry. No, no, no. Literally, Friday's TikTok, I didn't have them. Saturday's I did. That makes nice. more sense than this movie. And I can vouch for that. It definitely does. And it makes just about as much, or makes more sense than the, that line you said. And I was like, "Are you an imagined dragon now?" Um, radioactive, radioactive. There, there's a song for this movie. There you go. <laughs> it took an hour Fuck and fourteen it. minutes, but we got the one. Fuck it, sure. <laughs> Ball game. <laughs> but I don't know what question I asked to get to that though. Other than what's the song for this movie? I I was originally going to ask you, like, what song have you listened to that just sounds like eight songs mixed together into one song? But then I was like, I don't think that song exists. And then when it came down to it, I was just like, I don't know what to ask. Because I still hadn't, I figured by the time we recorded, like 24 hours after watching this movie, I would have come up with something. Just like I said, I was glad you didn't give it a score because I was like, fuck, I don't have one. <laughs> and you just didn't give you give it one. So I was like, thank God. Because now I have no pressure to come up with a fucking number for this movie. No, I love it. 
I love it. We just hella gave recommendations. It was recommendations and no scores. It was like it, it which perfectly lines up with this shit. It is this as listeners out there, if you're still listening at this point and you hadn't watched the movie, this podcast is just about as much sense as this movie as it can be made. Every aspect of it. We did our best. Yeah, we tried. 